I'm your moderator, Chris Paul. Let's be reasonable. It's obvious to smart people that the red wave exists. Heck, it's been here all along. It's high noon for Wednesday, May 26, 2021. Follow the podcast on the Telegram Messenger app at t.me slash I'm your moderator or join the discussion thread at t.me slash I'm reasonable. You can also occasionally find me on Gab at I'm your moderator and the merch site is www.cancelcotour.com. Today is the 126th day of Barack Obama's third term as served by the half-dead, demented, degenerate, ventriloquist, dummy, fake proxy president, Joe Biden, who is overwhelmingly compromised by the Chinese Communist Party, the patriarch of one of the most corrupt families in American history, and the father of one of the most despicable sons to ever walk the earth, Hunter Biden. So congratulations, commies. You have become what you have always hated. And in response... You just figured out how to hate more. And that said, of course, a very warm Wednesday high noon welcome to all of the redeemable communists out there. Hi, commies. We see you. We know you're there. And we know that some of you want to immigrate back to America and you're just figuring out how to do it. And here's how to do it. You just have to listen to shows like mine and you have to start consuming information that is in some way connected to reality. The real reality, not the one you see on CNN. Where you're encouraged to pretend that the thing that smart and honest people believe is that Joe Biden actually got 81 million votes. 81 million votes. 15 million more votes than Hillary Clinton got. And that he did that while not campaigning at all. And the rare instances where he did campaign, no one showed up. Literally zero people showed up at an event in Arizona to see Joe Biden and Kamala Harris. And the rest of his events He filled up parking lots with cars and trucks to make it look like he had a big crowd or he drew little circles on the ground so that people could sit far enough apart so that they wouldn't die from the very deadly pandemic. Joe Biden's campaign for president was a fraud. And you think the election wasn't a fraud? How much evidence do you need, commies? And the very funny thing about all this is that they're still making jokes. They still think it's funny to call everyone else wrong and call everyone else conspiracy theorists. That's like good humor. 
Oh, well, when's Joe Biden going to stop being president? <laughs> that hasn't come up yet, has it? Okay, commie. That's where you want to drop your anchor. You stay right there. Stay right there, commie. It's all good. Get all your jokes out. Every last one. I'm so ready for all of them. Yes, I've heard them all for an entire year. And yes, they are very funny. And yes, sure. To certain types of people, your jokes and your mocking and your ridicule of people like me, they eat that up. It makes sense to them. Of course, those people don't actually know anything. And the crazy part is, you know, they don't know anything because, you know, you don't know anything and you can have a a perfectly interesting conversation with them or so you think. Just by repeating slogans back and forth to one another. Last night, Trump did an interview on Newsmax with Steve Cortez and Steve Cortez asked him about the origin of the coronavirus And Donald Trump responded, I think it's obvious to smart people where it came from. And he's right about that. It was obvious where it came from because there was never anything to support the idea that it traveled from animal to human. There was never anything behind that except the media's story about it and all the commies out there wanting to make sure that they protected whatever Anthony Fauci said and whatever the experts said because they knew that the only thing that mattered in their lives was calling people conspiracy theorists if they said the wrong thing. Well, here we are in May of 2021, and now all of the things that we said a year ago, more than a year ago, are coming true. So now what they do is they pretend that these things have just been discovered, but they weren't just discovered. Anthony Fauci's funding of the Wuhan Institute of Virology was not just discovered. Anthony Fauci was finally just forced to admit that, and he did admit it in congressional hearings this week. It is now not even something that he has to admit. It is now the premise of the questions being asked to him. It's not like those wild and crazy times two weeks ago where when Rand Paul asks these questions, Anthony Fauci pretends that Rand Paul is lying and says, Senator, you are totally and completely wrong. No, he's not wrong. And now Anthony Fauci is not challenging the premise of those questions. He's now explaining that the money they gave to the Wuhan Institute of Virology was specifically not to go to gain of function research. But Senator Kennedy pressed him on that too. And how did he respond? Well, there's no real way to know where the money went. But the scientists there are very competent and very trustworthy. That's what he explained. These are Fauci's words, by the way. I put the clip up, I believe, in the info stream. If I didn't, I'll put it up later. T.me slash I'm your moderator. 
You can watch the exchange. It's like six minutes long. But Fauci says there's no way to know for sure, but that the scientists are competent and trustworthy. So he evades all the questions about China. Oh, I don't really know about the Chinese Communist Party. I don't know about their influence on the lab. But what I do know is that the scientists are very competent and very trustworthy. Except that, in a rooted way, is provably false. Because the lab somehow let the virus get out of it. And they didn't themselves step up and warn the world that that had happened. So, A, they didn't prevent it, which means that, no, they are not competent. And, B, they didn't tell the world about it. In fact, they hid it and allowed it to be hidden, which means they're not trustworthy. The only trustworthy scientists in that were either killed by the Chinese Communist Party Yes, that's a real thing that you can look up. Or there, Dr. Li Mingyan, who escaped the United States and has been telling the truth about this for the entire time. An actual expert with firsthand knowledge. But everybody ignores her. She's just a crazy Chinese lady on the bad shows. So we can't listen to her, not when we have Anthony Fauci, Oracle of the Science, telling us what really happened. Why would we listen to a person that actually knows and had to escape her country to come here and tell the world the truth? Why would we believe her when we have Anthony Fauci, a four decades long bureaucrat and political hack? Anthony Fauci, the most highly paid person in the federal government. Anthony Fauci, who has lied about infectious diseases for decades. Anthony Fauci, who mishandled HIV and AIDS. Anthony Fauci, who coordinates his work with the Chinese Communist Party. Literal members of the Chinese Communist Party. And, of course, Bill Gates, who might as well be a member of the Chinese Communist Party. And who knows? Maybe one day we'll find out he is. Yeah, why would we take a doctor's word with firsthand knowledge over Anthony Fauci, who we all get printed on pillows and T-shirts because we just love his little face so much? We are liberals. We make heroes out of retards. Now leave us alone. We're reading the 1619 Project and how to be an anti-racist and white privilege, even though it was written by a white lady. Hey, commies, this is why you get mocked and ridiculed. Because you're very, very stupid. And the things you're very, very stupid about are the most important things in the world. And rather than figuring out whether or not you're right about the most important things in the world, you repeat the slogans. That's why we make fun of you. Because you're the dumbest people on earth. Okay? And I know that that sounds bad. I know it might hurt your feelings. You might say, I know I'm not dumb. And I look around and I have successful friends and they all went to college. So there's no way we're all dumb because we agree. Oh, no, there's a way.
you're all dumb. You're the last remaining people on earth to figure out the truth of the most important issues our country has confronted in 50 years or maybe longer, maybe forever. Honestly, there's nothing that beats the stealing of an American election. And you got no idea about that. Why? Because you haven't looked into it. Why? Because you were told you didn't need to. And because you were told it was dangerous. Dangerous. You would be spreading the big lie. It's very dangerous to consider that the election might have been stolen. Why is it dangerous? What's the proof of its danger? Oh, that's the very violent insurrection. If we talk about the big lie anymore, there might be another very violent insurrection. I mean, sure, no one has stopped talking about the fact that there is overwhelming evidence of election fraud. In fact, we talk about it more, more than ever. Even the mainstream media talks about it. Now, they're doing that and trying to make fun of the process. They're trying to make fun of cyber ninjas because that name is just so stupid. That's the entire argument, by the way. There's no greater argument than that. It's dangerous. And the people doing it are stupid. But it's not dangerous. And the more we find out about January 6th, the very violent insurrection, the less it looks like it was a very violent insurrection. And the less it looks like it was Trump supporters who were the problem. In fact, we know it wasn't. And we knew it wasn't that day. Why? Because we don't depend on people on television to tell us what to think. And sorry, commies, I don't care how much you know about your work subject or how much you know about your hobby. That's great. It doesn't make you smart especially not about politics and world events. Being smart means you can separate fact from fiction. Being smart means when you are confronted with the most important decisions in your life, you tend to make the right one. The idea that somehow some abstract view of your intelligence as determined by IQ or where your parents sent you to college. That's crazy. That's not intelligence. At what point are you embarrassed by the fact that everyone you hate and everyone you call stupid knew all of this stuff a year before you did? Is that smart? It's totally possible that redeemable communists can come back and be smart people. I don't doubt that at all. But what they have right now is a thinking disease. They are unable to think properly. And if you're unable to think properly, it's real hard to be smart. Okay? On the IQ scale, for instance, having an IQ below 85 would mean you actually have a mental disability, right? I'm saying that you have a mental disability right now 
despite what your IQ might say. And sure, you can function, often because you had a gigantic head start on all of the competition based on things that your parents or your grandparents did. And I'm not singling anyone out, by the way. I was afforded a pretty good life, a middle to upper middle class upbringing. And my parents worked to send me to a good college. And this was, you know, 25 years ago I started college. It was a different thing then. I'm sure 25 years prior, college was much more valuable than it was when I went. But I do know there's almost no value in it now. It certainly doesn't make you smart. And so Trump, when he says that smart people, it was obvious to them a year ago where it came from. He's exactly right. And that actually is a better, more functional definition of smart than the one we use. We pretend that Joe Biden and Jen Psaki and Andrew Cuomo and Gavin Newsom and Gretchen Whitmer and Anthony Fauci and all these people are smart. But they're not smart. If they were smart, they wouldn't have to be evil. They wouldn't have to use manipulation and fraud to get what they wanted. They would be able to convince people they were right. And they have failed miserably at that. And somehow, they are actually making it worse. Today in the Daily Mail and elsewhere, this is all over the news. Biden shut down Pompeo-led effort to prove theory COVID originated from Wuhan lab over concerns about quality of evidence. Trump says it was obvious where the virus came from. Joe Biden's team shut down a State Department investigation into the Wuhan laboratory as a source of the COVID-19 outbreak, according to a new report Tuesday night. Last fall, then Secretary of State Mike Pompeo led an investigation to answer whether China's biological weapons program may have played a role in the pandemic, sources told CNN on Tuesday. But the probe was met with internal opposition by those concerned it was part of a political effort by the Trump administration to blame China for the virus. Got that? Internal opposition. So that means people within the government bureaucracies, got it? Part of the state. We're not told who they are, but they're internal. That is about as close to saying deep state as you can get. Because obviously these people wielded enough power to slow down or halt this investigation. A political effort by the Trump administration to blame China for the virus? Really? Finding out the origin of the virus is a political effort to blame China? Is that what the commies want to argue? We can't find out the origin because if we do find out the origin... It will be used to score political points by the people we don't like, and it'll hurt China, you know, the people we do like. That's really what they're going with. That's what they're saying. This is not me saying this. They have been saying this for months and months and months. It would provide an advantage for Trump to say China was responsible for the virus. So forget about the truth. The truth doesn't matter. What matters is that Donald Trump is not allowed to gain a political advantage. 
course, that didn't work because he did gain a political advantage and he did win the election in a landslide. And I am 100% comfortable in saying that. And I know that the truth is on its way out. In fact, we can see it every day. Every day, the story builds about Fauci's responsibility for this virus, about the virus originating in the lab, about the election being stolen and stolen clearly in countless ways, all of which will be proven as well, which is why they're freaked out about the Arizona audit. Katie Hobbs, the Arizona Secretary of State, has basically been hamstrung now. She is not allowed to involve herself in cases about election fraud and the audits anymore because she is obviously a bad faith actor. And so the Arizona legislature took her power away, which is fantastic. Truth about the election is coming. Truth about 1-6 is coming. And all the truth about the COVID narrative is coming. Lockdowns don't work. Masks don't work. The virus wasn't that deadly. It did come from Wuhan. Every single thing, the mainstream media and the compromised and corrupted public health sector have told us is a lie. It's not just wrong. They didn't just make mistakes. They were lying. And it helps Trump or we couldn't take it credibly because Trump is the one who said it or Mike Pompeo is the one who said it. No, those aren't excuses. They lied. They knew what the right answer was because the right answer was obvious and it was everywhere except the places the commies look. And all those places made sure the commies would never have to see it. And if they did see it, the people who showed them would be punished. Back to the article. And when Biden's team was briefed on the investigation on the investigation's findings in February and March, they decided to shut it down amid concerns about the legitimacy of the evidence, sources say. The way they did their work was suspicious as hell, said one former State Department official of the probe. Oh, well, who's the State Department official? Why don't we get to know that? Oh, it's because that person is obviously corrupt and lying. Got it. Their work was suspicious as hell. <laughs> this stuff is pathetic, man. This is what passes for conclusive proof in the commie brain. Someone at the State Department said their research was suspicious as hell. Yeah, commie, you're the smart one. What was I thinking? The revelations will lead to uncomfortable allegations for Biden that his team politicized the public health effort and harmed the nation by shutting down a useful inquiry begun by his predecessor. Oh, yes, that's true. That's coming. The theory of the virus coming from the Wuhan lab had been promoted heavily by Donald Trump, who blamed China for unleashing COVID-19 on the world. Critics said that Trump was blaming China to distract from his own mishandling of the pandemic. Now, that is exactly wrong even though every commie believes it. Isn't that crazy? Something that every communist knows is also wrong. Amazing. How does that happen? How does it happen that this giant group of people who go around telling the world that because they have a little piece of paper from college, that they're smart and that other smart people and prestigious people 
agree with them. So they're smart. Celebrities. Fucking Mark Ruffalo. Dude just had to retract a statement about Israel committing genocide on the Palestinians. No, dummy. They're defending themselves from terrorism. You fucking moron. Mark Ruffalo is one of the stupidest people on the planet. And we have to pretend that that dumbass is smart and that he has interesting things to say about world events. Mark Ruffalo was as responsible as anyone for that nonsense with the Keystone Pipeline a few years ago, talking about how they were destroying Native American lands. This fucking clown. Sorry about swearing, people who don't like swearing. This stuff is like, it's infuriating, honestly, because we all said this a year ago. I just put up that podcast last week. That was what I recorded a year ago, a year ago. And it's not wrong. The information's not wrong. The logic isn't wrong. The morality isn't wrong. There were plenty of us out there saying that. And rather than being listened to, rather than having our ideas contended with, we were censored by big tech platforms and personally attacked by people in our communities. That's what we got for speaking the truth last year. And even the idea that Trump mishandled things, that's just wrong. If you compare Donald Trump's handling to Anthony Fauci's handling, there is no contest. Anthony Fauci lied and covered for the WHO and for his investors and for his own work and his own malfeasance. Donald Trump shut down travel from China while Anthony Fauci was saying not to. If there is anything in this entire time that definitely saved lives, it's that. Yet now the idea that the virus came from a Chinese lab is gaining mainstream support with leading scientists who previously expressed skepticism, such as Anthony Fauci, now saying it's plausible. Trump on Tuesday night told Newsmax he's always believed the virus stemmed from a Wuhan research facility and felt vindicated that Scientific opinion and the mainstream media was finally coming around to his point of view. Yes, isn't it great when the mainstream media finally agrees with reality? Isn't that wonderful? Gosh, we've all made such an advancement here that a year and a half later, the true stuff now gets to be true. Now we can say these things. Although I wonder how... Clearly, we can say them on social media without being censored. Please, if someone out there is talking about the Wuhan lab origin of this virus and is getting censored by Instagram or Twitter or Facebook, please tell me. Like, come to Telegram and tell me. I really, really want to hear about this. I said it right at the beginning, and that's where it came from, he said. This is Trump. I think it was obvious to smart people. That's where it came from. I have no doubt about it. I had no doubt about it. I was criticized by the press. Yes, he was. Trump said that he re remains confident his theory about the origins of the virus was correct. People didn't want to say China. Usually they blame it on Russia, he told Newsmax. And again, that's something I've said a million times. They want to blame everything on Russia because they know the commies will lap it up. They believe anything because they want Russia to be the bad guy because in their little child brains, 
They think that if Russia is still attacking the United States, then that means that Donald Trump definitely colluded with them. And Russia is definitely why Donald Trump was president. And we all know that Donald Trump was never a legitimate president, even though he actually won the election. Unlike ding, 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 Joe Biden. I said right at the beginning, it came out of Wuhan. And that's where all the deaths were also, by the way, when we first heard about this. There were body bags, dead people laying all over Wuhan province. And that's where it happened to be located. To me, it was very obvious. I said it very strongly and I was criticized. And now people are agreeing with me. So that's okay. He said he felt the media was at long last beginning to come around to his point of view. Now the shameful corporate media is starting to come around to recognize that perhaps that is the origin, in fact, of the China virus. When it comes to China, the more we learn about their malfeasance regarding the virus and what they knew early on and lied to the world about is important for the United States. Yeah, yeah, he's right again. Isn't that a magical thing? Donald Trump is exactly right about the thing he's now been saying for over a year. And now the commies just have to suck it up. But what are they going to do? They're going to pretend it's brand new information. Yeah, there, were just, there was not conclusive evidence at that time. We have to go with the best science. And the science was saying blah, 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 blah. Spin yourself out, Kami. Become a human top. Drill a little hole in the ground with all your spinning. And then bury yourself in it. He said China should be punished for their lack of transparency and for failing to cooperate with the international organizations like the World Health Organization, whose investigators were not given full access. Trump urged Biden to take a tough line on China. We have to be stronger than what we are right now, he said. What's going on is just very unfortunate. And he's right again. Why is it going on like this? Why is the American quote unquote president feckless and weak and incompetent in the face of our Number one adversary? Well, it's because they own him. And how do they own him? Because Joe Biden is the most corrupt politician in American history, and they have all the receipts. Also, they've completely compromised his son in every way imaginable. And all of this actually is on Hunter Biden's hard drive. You know, that fake thing, commies. Remember when that was fake commies? Remember when the smart people were saying it was fake commies? Remember when you told people that the laptop was Russian disinformation commies? And you said you were smart? Smart. Because you listened to 50 former intelligence officials because you were too dumb and too compromised yourselves and too committed to proving Donald Trump wrong. That you went around and lied to yourself and everyone else and said Hunter Biden's laptop was Russian disinformation and you expected to be called smart for it. Do you understand how dumb that makes you? Really legitimately dumb. And if it hurts your feelings that I'm saying that, Again, that's your problem. Suck it up. I believed shortly after the 2016 election that Russia had helped Donald Trump. That was very dumb. See, I can be dumb too. The things you believe right now 
are very, very dumb. And the longer you believe very dumb things, the more difficult it is going to be for you in the future. Don't you want to know what's right? Don't you want to be able to prepare yourself and your friends and your family for what might be ahead, for what's coming down the track? Instead, you are so scared of admitting you were wrong that you're going to just continue being dumb into the future for as long as you can hold on, for as, it, for as long as it takes for every single thing to be proven out to everyone except for 4 maybe 6% of the people in this country who are just going to keep holding on and holding on and holding on even after everyone around them leaves after they pushed all those people away is how I should frame it. They're going to keep holding on and that is going to be them sentencing themselves to live in this mental hell for the rest of their lives. And this article goes on. It's actually pretty long, but it's worth a read as are the rest of the media pieces about this today. Uh, Wherever you find it, this is as important a story as you could ever find. This is the Biden administration literally doing the Chinese Communist Party's grunt work. He canceled an investigation into the origins of the very deadly pandemic as a favor to China. Got it? You heard the media description earlier. They were concerned that it would provide Donald Trump a political advantage by allowing him to blame China. And this is exactly what Democrats do elsewhere. They didn't want anyone looking into Harvey Weinstein because then people would gain a political advantage by blaming Harvey Weinstein for the things Harvey Weinstein did. Blaming China for something China did isn't for political advantage. It's for truth. And if a political advantage comes from that, well, I guess there's something to be gained by being on the side of truth. But it's worse than that because he's trying to stop the investigation because he knows that looks bad for him politically. He knows, Joe Biden knows, and the communists know, that the truth is actually really, really bad for them. And so they're trying to hide the truth. And they're not even hiding the fact that this is what they're doing. They only care about that base truth. They don't want people to believe that. So they don't care that they look political. They just want to cover up the base truth. And by doing that, they are declaring that they actually don't care about fighting the China virus. And everyone needs to understand that. They are saying that they don't care about fighting the virus because they don't care about the truth of its origin. And they don't care about the truth of anything else either. If they did, they wouldn't be pushing masks and restrictions especially not now. 
but they're still doing it. To normal, smart people, this would be the point at which you realize the entire fake administration has been exposed for exactly who and what they are and exactly who and what I've said they are this entire time. Joe Biden is running cover for China, period. Okay? There's nothing else. There's no way to spin that otherwise. The quality of their evidence. Give me a break. And what proof do they have that the quality of evidence is low? One guy saying, oh, the whole thing is suspicious as hell. Well, I would never trust anything by these people. It's exactly what the media says, too. Well, we couldn't take that claim credibly because Donald Trump said it. Oh, yeah. Sure, commie. That's what it was. Donald Trump saying it made it too hard to believe. So it really doesn't matter what the evidence is at that point. Oh, look at that, commie. You just showed us your exact thinking about election fraud, too. Donald Trump says it, so it must be false. Therefore, it's the big lie. Therefore, it doesn't actually matter what the evidence says. We can say that all the claims are baseless. We can say that there exists no evidence. And all we need to do to support that claim, we don't need to look at the evidence. Be sure that no matter what, we do not look at the evidence, but we can just repeat the fact that Chris Krebs said it was a very secure election, even though it had already been announced that Iran had interfered with it and had access to the voter registration databases. But no, it was still the most secure election ever. And then Bill Barr says he hasn't seen enough evidence to overturn it. So there you go. Those are two Trump people. And it's always that, isn't it? Isn't it, commies? Oh, I have some Republican that supports my view. Therefore, your view's wrong. No, you idiot. That's not how truth and falsity work. You don't get to pick out someone you select from the other side and say they agree with you. Therefore, you're right. How in the world did we get to a point where that sort of thinking is considered smart? Imagine taking that into a debate, but yet they do it all the time. And how can they do it? Well, they put someone on the other side of the debate that agrees with them already. So, of course, Chris Krebs, his statement that it's the most secure election ever, the CISA statement. Read the statement, commies. None of you have ever even read it. You just repeat the one line they say. That state, that's not even the only false thing in that statement. That statement is purely ridiculous. They wrote it nine days after the election. Here we are six months later. We find out, not find out. We know for a fact that all that stuff is wrong. Read it. Read the statement and see if you agree with it. See if it makes sense to you. See if those people sound like they're honest. They're not. It was the sort of statement you can write to make a political statement at that point and take some political narrative advantage at that point. They didn't think we were going to be looking at this six months later. They're all frauds. They committed treason. They're going down. You don't have to believe me. You don't have to take my word for it. Form your own opinion. You think I'm too extreme. You think I'm too hard line on this. That's just fine. Keep waiting. I'm not in control of how long it takes. 
But what I do know is that I was right about the coronavirus and I am right about election fraud. I do not doubt it at all. Why? Because I looked at the evidence and it is a better explanation for what happened than anything anyone on the other side can propose. I don't know if you guys had a chance to listen to the the debate I did on the Braver Angels podcast, but that went up last Thursday. I announced it on Telegram. I guess I still haven't talked about it on here. I did discuss it May 13th before the debate and May 14th after the debate. So you can listen to my comments on it there. I won't go all the way back into it. But again, I was confronted in that debate with the Republicans agree with me argument. I was talking to two people and the moderator, so three people who don't know anything about election fraud. Okay. And again, it is what it is. They should have taken the time to look. They chose not to. I've presented them with the information. They don't look. That's fine. I can't do anything about that. I'm not the one who's sitting here six months after the election being wrong about everything. They're going to have to own that. Their intellectual future will be based on the fact that they were dead wrong about the most important things ever. And people are like, what's your play? What's your angle? This whole time, they've been like, are you just grifting? You don't really believe Trump, blah, blah, blah. Of course I believe it. I look at the information. I've never believed anything more certainly in my entire life, in fact. And I am totally fine to risk my entire intellectual reputation on this. And that's exactly what I've done. And that's exactly what I've shown I've done. I don't need to prove it to anybody. I lost relationships. I lost money. I lost my ability to speak online. I lost all of those things because I know what's right. And would I love for it to happen this week? Yeah, that'd be great. Would I love for it to happen next week? Sure, I'll take that too. Would I love for it to happen in four weeks? Yep, I'll take it. Six weeks? Sure. Whatever timeline it is, I'm right here. And I've been right about the election the entire time. I was not right about the timing and what happened in January. I thought we had to get it all wrapped up by January 20th. Turns out we didn't. Turns out it's still going to be okay. So I was wrong about that for sure. But all the basic stuff, the election fraud, no chance in hell. And history's going to prove me right. So I don't need to sit here worried about what I say in debates with people that don't know anything. It's insulting to me to have my time taken up and pretend I'm in a serious debate with thoroughly unserious people. And they might take themselves seriously. I'm sure they do. And a lot of other people take them seriously too. But don't make me debate election fraud with people who don't know anything about election fraud. All I got was the repetition of slogans. The one dude, Will Riley, he went another direction and I respect the direction he went, but it wasn't a debate about election fraud. Yeah, he's right. There was corporate malfeasance, corporate interference, media interference, interference of all sorts of levels. But that's basically a hedge position. That is the safe intellectual position. 
So he can kind of make the commies a little mad by saying, yeah, well, there's all this stuff that shouldn't have happened. You know, these laws shouldn't have been rewritten and the media should have been honest about things like Hunter Biden's laptop. But that's not good enough. Okay, that's a hedge position. If you want to speak truth, find the truth and speak it. Don't change the subject. And that's what he did. And by the way, no ill will towards Wilford Riley at all. I've listened to his stuff before. I think he's a bright guy. I think he's got a lot of good ideas. He's dead wrong about election fraud. And he'll find out he's dead wrong. And he'll, I think, admit that he's dead wrong. But he doesn't have to be wrong now. That's the point. He doesn't have to be wrong now. And to go out and speak in public about something like this and not say this is my opinion or this is what I think. There's no proof of election fraud, really? If there's no proof of election fraud, the only way you can say that is by not looking, period. You did not look. But one guy who did look is Mike Lindell. And he was invited to a conference of Republican governors who were going to talk about how to secure the vote in their states. And this is being led by Brian Kemp and Doug Ducey. That's Georgia and Arizona. And so Lindell was invited to this thing. He got there. He got his VIP pass for the executive roundtable and this dinner they were having. And then a couple minutes later was told that he was uninvited because yesterday on the war room, he said that he would go confront Brian Kemp and Doug Ducey and ask them why they were obstructing the investigations into election fraud, why they had done it since the election. Brian Kemp and Doug Ducey are going down. It doesn't matter that they're Republicans. Again, saying that Republicans agree is not proof of the communists being right. It's proof that these Republicans are just Romneys. They're just Republican communists. They are captured by the Chinese Communist Party or the deep state, or they're compromised in some other way. They're blackmailed. Who knows? I don't know the answer to that yet. But we're going to find out one thing they're not is Republicans who are just doing the principled thing. And that will eventually be obvious to everyone. The fact that it's not obvious now is once again just a reflection of how dumb commies are. That's it. Sorry, called you dumb again, commies. But what else am I supposed to say about what you're doing? It's dumb. It's just definitionally Rock dumb. So yesterday I was talking about the anniversary of George Floyd's death as it was celebrated by the communists around the country, knowing that they would get social credit for proclaiming themselves as extremely not racist. And let's be honest, that's what they're doing. Okay, they can't tell you anything about the George Floyd case. They can't tell you anything about Black Lives Matter or what they actually do or who actually runs it or how the organization was formed. They can't tell you any of those things, but they can tell you that they personally are extremely not racist. And they show that by posting the right posts on Instagram, because that's how you become not racist in this world. And then it doesn't matter what you do or who you support. You can go out and vote for a man who was literally mentored by a former 
Grand Kleagle and Exalted Cyclops of the KKK. That's Robert Byrd. And you can say you're doing it to fix racism. That's where we are with the Democrat Party. That's how racist the Democrat Party is. They vote for a guy who is mentored by a Klansman. And that's how to fix racism. And Joe Biden was mentored by a Klansman. There's no disputing that. Robert Byrd didn't one day just become not a Klansman. He disavowed ever being in the Klan because it's, he said that it hurt him politically. He admitted that it wasn't a good look for him anymore. But he still promoted segregation, still argued against the Civil Rights Act. How long was that before Joe Biden started his 50-year-long political career being mentored by this man? Oh, huh. Let's see. The Civil Rights Act was 1964, and this is 2021. So if we go back 47, 48 years, man, that's not even a decade after Robert Byrd was arguing against the Civil Rights Act and for segregation that Joe Biden got into politics. Huh? I wonder if Robert Byrd's big change must have happened somewhere in the middle. Because we know, right, that the Democratic Party totally reversed themselves on racism. They signed into law the Civil Rights Act. That was Lyndon B. Johnson who did that. And after doing that, he said that he would take the black vote for the next 200 years. He didn't phrase it quite so nicely. And he did say that black people also didn't say it quite so nicely. were getting too uppity and now they have political power so that they can kind of enact their uppityness. He did say all that. That's not me saying that. But Lyndon B. Johnson said that. So where exactly did the Democratic Party do their special flip? That's what I want to know. Maybe someone can find that out and tell all of us. Ooh, is a Southern strategy. Explain the Southern strategy, commie. Explain what actually happened. Explain how the Democrat Party went from being the party of the KKK and Jim Crow and arguing against civil rights. And then somehow they became the woke one. So woke and so anti-racist, in fact, that you can feel comfortable voting for a man whose political mentor was a Klansman and you're solving racism by doing that. Explain that one to me, commie, please. See that? I said, I said, please. So it's nice. And then someone tell me how that is what the smart people think. But back to the anniversary of a black criminal drug addict dying from a drug overdose. Let's talk about that anniversary that they all celebrated. And they certainly didn't do it because they're actual white supremacists. They celebrated his death because it makes them look good by exploiting the death of a black man who died of a drug overdose and was also a criminal. Oh, wait, them using and exploiting racism to look good. Oh, yeah, that is definitely something white supremacists do. Gosh, isn't that shocking? This is from today. 
Portland in flames again. BLM rioters hurl frozen bottles at police, launch fireworks and torch dumpsters as city descends into chaos on anniversary of George Floyd's death. Man, who was it who just yesterday was talking about how they would fill up water bottles and then freeze them so that they could throw them at police without being caught for possessing weapons? Oh, yeah, that was me. I said it just yesterday. And then lo and behold, a few hours later, Black Lives Matter Antifa just went right out there and did it. Isn't that incredible? And I love the Daily Mail because it actually called them BLM rioters for the first time. Portland police declared a riot on the anniversary of George Floyd's death as the city descended into chaos with Black Lives Matter protesters attacking officers, smashing windows and setting fires. Man, that's weird. Portland has a riot to celebrate the death of George Floyd. So George Floyd died in Portland? Oh, no. George Floyd died in Minnesota. What does Portland have to do with this? Oh, nothing except for their commies. That's it. Portland is the most communist city in the United States. That's why they had the riot. Period. They're not in Minnesota. What sparked this riot? Was there a new injustice that they made up? Nope. Same fake injustices last year. Rioters hurled projectiles at officers, launched fireworks, and set fire to dumpsters in the Oregon City, which was rocked by weeks of protest throughout last summer. Actually, it was rocked by months of protest. They hit over a hundred consecutive days of rioting in Portland last summer. And it's amazing. They set fire to dumpsters. A perfect metaphor for the BLM Antifa domestic terrorism movement, a dumpster fire. And that's exactly what the Democrat Party and all these dumb communists are as well. They support this. They rationalize it. They justify it. They say that it's necessary. And you would know that if you just understood the blacks. That's actually their position. That's actually their position. I'm not misstating their position. They listen to Cardi B and think they understand the blacks and that they know because of historical injustice that all of this behavior is justified. This is what white liberals do. Around 200 people, most of them dressed in black, gathered outside Portland's Multnomah County Justice Center as fires were lit, chanting, burn it down. 200 people. That's how many. 200. Huge movement they've got. No, it's just violent. Very, very violent. And it keeps going because no one stops them. Why? Because communists run Portland. That's why half of Oregon is trying to become Idaho commies. And yeah, that's real too, commies. I know you don't know it. Some pelted frozen water bottles and eggs at police dressed in heavy riot gear before marching on City Hall where they smashed windows. By the end of the night, five people were arrested and booked into jail on various charges, including criminal mischief, arson and riot. And I guarantee you, all of them are out now without bail, just released. And they'll probably do it again tonight. 
An unlawful assembly had been declared around 9.30 p.m. as protesters targeted local businesses, smashing the windows of a Starbucks, a jeweler's, a credit union, and a steakhouse. They tore down fences and threw spikes in the street, which had to be cleared by the police so that fire trucks could access the area. Got that? Spikes in the streets so that emergency vehicles could not access the area. And what happens if some innocent person is just driving along at a normal speed and spikes go through their wheels and then their car spins out? And hits a pedestrian or hits a pole and they themselves die. That's murder, commies. You got your domestic terrorists out there attempting murder. They don't care. They don't care if someone died from that. They don't care if emergency vehicles can't get to injured people. They don't care. That's not the point of what they're doing. Some of the mob were wearing helmets and gas masks, suggesting they were prepared for violence. Oh, yes, that is actually exactly what they were prepared for. They knew exactly what they were doing. They plan these things. We can stop pretending that as well. Eventually, we're going to know where all the planning and all the funding for BLM Antifa comes from. This is also not a mystery. And BLM donations go through Act Blue, which is the Democrat payment platform. And then all money becomes fungible. And so instead of donating directly to political candidates, knowing that there's a limit, you just donate to Black Lives Matter through Act Blue, and then they'll make sure that all that money gets spent on very good justice. As they progressed down Southwest Fifth Avenue, breaking windows and damaging property, the group began to disperse. The number of people in the crowd grew gradually smaller, with infighting breaking out among protesters and the lighting of an occasional trash can. People within the crowd were overheard saying the night was a success, the police said. A separate peaceful demonstration had earlier taken place on the Burnside Bridge leading to Southeast Portland's Revolutionary Revolution Hall. By midnight, the crowds had dispersed to around a few dozen, authorities said. Tuesday was the anniversary of Floyd's death after white Minneapolis cop Derek Chauvin knelt on the handcuffed man, black man's neck for nearly 10 minutes during an arrest on May 25th, 2020. He did not kneel on his neck. There's video evidence of where he knelt and it was not on the neck. It was on the shoulder. They talked about this and brought this out in the court case to conclusion. Video of the arrest sparked a global protest movement and Chauvin was found guilty of murder last month. Although he won't be found guilty of murder much longer as soon as they appeal because he obviously isn't guilty of murder and the trial was a sham. President Joe Biden hosted the Floyd family at the White House on Tuesday to discuss police reform as if they have something useful to contribute. Portland has a long history of protests, both peaceful and violent. For roughly 100 days after Floyd's murder, thousands took part in sustained demonstrations in the city. Those sustained demonstrations were violent riots. The protests took on a variety of forms, from peaceful to violent and destructive. <laughs> yeah, sure, a total variety. It was all even. It was mostly peaceful and then sometimes violent. Early on, the Portland Business Alliance said the riots in late May cost local businesses tens of millions of dollars from property damage and lost wages. In July, the Department of Homeland Security deployed federal law enforcement to the city. Protests ranged in size from a few hundred up to 10,000 and continued near daily through September. Now, that is a mostly accurate article. But look at what these people are doing. Do you think there is justification for a bunch of little communists 
to gather in Portland, a city that has to be 1,800 miles from Minneapolis, maybe 1,500, but it's high. It's a lot. There's some justification for a bunch of little commies in Portland, BLM, Antifa, domestic terrorists in Portland, freezing water bottles so they can throw them at other humans. Is that it, commies? Let's hear the justification, commies, for why that is okay. Why is it okay to freeze water bottles and then throw them at other humans because of a death that happened a year ago that you're all too stupid to understand? How is that okay, commies? Justify it. Justify your violence and then tell us what you have planned next. Okay? What will you justify next? What will you refuse to do? Where will you draw the line? And this actually makes me think of what Marjorie Taylor Greene tweeted yesterday. She got in trouble for comparing how Nancy Pelosi was handling the masks in Congress to the Jewish stars and the markings in the Holocaust. And she got in trouble for it. And some Republicans got mad at her. Ooh, see that? Even the Republicans agree she's so bad. No, no, she's not bad. She's right. And more people should have the balls to say it. Because, yeah, these sorts of things do start with segregating Congress people for something that is anti-scientific. It's not just the science doesn't support it. It's the science clearly says this does nothing. And they're still doing it anyway. They want Marjorie Taylor Greene to sit in a different part of Congress because she won't get vaccinated and she won't wear a mask. When is it okay to segregate citizens? Oh, wait, we already got past that. We have that in states now. They have sections for the vaccinated and sections for the unvaccinated. So now it's okay to segregate citizens. And what if citizens say no to segregating according to the rules? What happens? Do they get in trouble or does no one care? What happens when they are arrested for disobeying these segregation rules, which aren't laws? They're just rules. What happens when they get arrested for violating these rules? Do they get imprisoned for these rules? For how long? This is specific targeted oppression. What happens when we start with the vaccine passport thing? Thankfully, lots of states are outlawing it. That's wonderful. And I don't think it's going to work. Again, I've said on here, I don't think we're ever getting to that point. But they are going to try. And they might get to that point in certain places. And then we'll see, hopefully, the requisite uprisings in those places against this sort of tyranny. And that's what it is. It is tyranny. And Nancy Pelosi is being tyrannical in the way she's applying these policies in the House of Representatives. So Marjorie Taylor Greene is exactly right to say this is a warning sign that we could be headed in exactly that direction. And we are headed in exactly that direction. China has concentration camps Right now. And I was just talking about yesterday. If you want to look 
to what the model is, look to China. Is it happening today? No. Could it happen in two years? Could it happen in three years? Could it happen in five years? Yeah, it could happen a lot sooner than that. What do we do when we decide that people need to be punished for not obeying? Where are they sent? Where do they go? Is there going to be a special place for the unvaccinated so that they can be separated from the healthy portion of society? You know, the healthy portion, the people who just injected themselves with an experimental gene therapy and disregarded all of the problems with it and disregarded the fact that they don't need it at all. And then we have this from summit.news. Johns Hopkins professor, half of Americans have natural immunity. Dismissing it is the biggest failure of medical leadership. Oh man, that's crazy. I've been saying this for a year. A professor with the Johns Hopkins School of Medicine has said that there is a general dismissal of the fact that more than half of all Americans have developed natural immunity to the coronavirus and that it constitutes one of the biggest failures of our current medical leadership. It's actually more than that because there's a hell of a lot of Americans out there that had prior T-cell immunity to the coronavirus, which is why so many of us didn't get sick. Dr. Marty McCarry made the comments during a recent interview, noting that natural immunity works and it is wrong to vilify those who don't want the vaccine because they have already recovered from the virus. That's Rand Paul. McCarry criticized the most slow reactionary political CDC in American history. That's a quote. The most slow reactionary political CDC in American history for not clearly communicating the scientific facts about natural immunity compared to the kind of immunity developed through vaccines. Now, why would they fail to communicate that? Oh, it's because they want everyone to take the vaccine. They literally redefined herd immunity to only count vaccines. And now they've lost that too, because there ain't no way 90% of this country is getting vaccinated. There is more data on natural immunity than there is on vaccinated immunity because natural immunity has been around longer, Macari emphasized. Yeah, it's been around ah, forever. We are not seeing reinfections, and when they do happen, they're rare. Their symptoms are mild or asymptomatic, the professor added. So that basically just means somebody got tested with a PCR test and the test was positive even though they had had coronavirus before. And how do we get a false PCR test? Well, all we have to do is use their standard cycle threshold. And it just spits off false positives all the time. 90% false positives over 35 cycles. But we don't care because we want those cases and we want that fear. Please ignore the CDC guidance, he urged, adding, live a normal life unless you are unvaccinated and did not have the infection, in which case you need to be careful. You don't. You don't actually need to be careful because the virus can't kill you unless you're old and have a lot of comorbidities. Yeah, fine, commies. Or if you defy all odds. There, I said it, okay? It's possible, which means we should be extremely scared of it and think it's going to happen to everyone. We've got to start respecting people who choose not to get the vaccine instead of demonizing them, Macari further asserted. The professor's comments come amid a plethora of media-generated propaganda suggesting that natural immunity isn't enough and that those who do not choose to take the vaccine should be socially ostracized. 
The likes of the World Health Organization have even shifted the definition of herd immunity, eliminating the pre-COVID scientific consensus that it could be achieved by allowing the virus to spread through a population and insisting that herd immunity comes solely from vaccines. Now, wouldn't it be great if all of the people in the health community were out there saying exactly this? This is the truth. This is what the science says. This is what the data says. Not that everybody needs to get vaccinated. Not that we can only reach herd immunity through vaccination. Not that we can only get rid of the coronavirus through vaccination. We could have lived normally this entire time, the entire time. All we had to do was tell the people who were in risk groups that if they wanted to stay home and they wanted to try to add extra degrees of protection, then they should go right ahead. For everyone else, this has been completely pointless. This has been a waste of everyone's time and money and prosperity and joy and human connection. This has been the biggest offense to truth that has ever happened. Maybe ever, honestly. What has been a bigger lie than the COVID narrative? Maybe the election narrative, but they're neck and neck. All of it is a lie. And the biggest lie of all is that these commies know anything and that they should be considered smart at all. They shouldn't. And if you're a redeemable communist listening to this, smarten up. You're welcome to come back to America once you do, but smarten up because all of this is terribly, terribly stupid. And all of these things are truths that everyone will know. You are actually putting yourself in such a precarious position. You are giving your reputation away forever so that you can hold on to these ridiculous notions because you hate Donald Trump for reasons you can't explain and don't understand. And then you hate all of his supporters by proxy. And why is that? Well, it's because you accidentally and lazily walked yourself into a hate movement. You are part of a hate movement. Leave it behind as fast as you can. I'll be back tomorrow at the same reasonable time on the same reasonable podcast network. I don't have a network. Masks and lockdowns don't work. And Joe Biden will never, ever, ever be president. Goodbye. Whether you're a total newbie to podcasting, or even if you've had a show before like me, you know how intimidating it can be to start your show. The tech side especially can be daunting. That's why I'm so grateful Anchor exists. If you haven't heard about Anchor, it's the easiest way to make a podcast. They knock down all the barriers to entry. Let me explain. First off, it's free. I don't know how or why, but I'm happy about it. The platform's great. There are creation tools that allow you to record and edit your podcast right from your phone or computer. Anchor will distribute your podcast for you so it can be heard on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and many more. I can't even begin to describe how much easier it was to get my show on all the major platforms this time than it was a few years ago.
You can make money from your podcast with no minimum listenership. That's right. You build your show, you make money. It's everything you need to make a podcast in one place, and the company is committed to the success of its content creators. Go download the free Anchor app or go to anchor.fm to get started. Thanks for listening. Please follow the podcast on Instagram and Parler at I'm Your Moderator. Soon I'll be up on Rumble with a video aspect. In the meantime, if you'd like to support the show, I have a Substack, I'm your moderator.substack.com, where you can donate, or you can donate at anchor.fm by searching Be Reasonable with your moderator, Chris Paul. I hope to see you soon. Back out on the rain. Backing as moderator for tonight's broadcast. In my mind, that's the end game. Thanks for listening. If you'd like to follow what I'm reading and thinking throughout the day, you can do that by downloading the Telegram Messenger app and going to t.me slash I'm your moderator. On social media, you can follow me on Truth Social, Getter, and Gab at I'm your moderator. I also have channels on Rumble and BitChute. If you'd like to follow the writing, you can find me at I'm your moderator.substack.com. The merch site is cancelcouture.com or go direct shop.spreadshirt.com slash cancel dash couture. If you'd like to support the podcast financially, the best place to do that is Kofa. Go to ko-fi.com slash I'm your moderator. And all of these details will appear in the show notes with each episode. I'll see you soon down on the range. It's hell!